Welcome to the Queermo Podcast. What is this called? <laughs> <laughs> the Queermo Cast. It's been a while. Hello. Yes. Hello, I'm Shim Sham, and to my left here is... Oh, it's me, KJ. Hi. How you going? <laughs> what is that accent? I don't know. What, what is happening to you? It sounded like Christy Alley trying to do a Midwestern <laughs> accent. She tried. Oh my gosh, I've been watching. Have you watched The Bear on Hulu? No, not yet. I do like it. It's very heterosexual. Well, that's why I haven't watched it yet. So many shows have these really heterosexual, angry white men as their leads. Mm. And I really struggle with that. But it it is an okay show. Um, but it's in Chicago, and they have some fabulous Chicago accents. Ooh, I love that. Because when uh, I can, it's funny, because we grew up not that far from Chicago. I can't mm. do, I can do that, like, like southeastern Wisconsin kind of accent, where you kind of pull <laughs> it all back in your throat. Um, I can do that. I can't, because Chicago's almost Bostonian with a Midwestern twist. Exactly. It's like, it sounds, <laughs> they've got their those elongated O's that we do. But it doesn't, but it's also like just angry. It's an angry language, Chicago. So it's like <laughs> Russian. <laughs> at, least, at least that's what I'm getting from this show. This show is very angry. Half the lines are yelled. How can you stand watching? Actually, I can. I can. I, I can understand. It's just like cathartic to watch other people be like upset about things. So sometimes fem- <laughs> there is a female lead and oh, she saves it goodness. for me. Yeah. Who plays the female lead? I don't know her. Her name is Sydney, and she's a woman of color. Okay. And um, it's like this family-owned restaurant, and she's an outsider coming into it. So, um, and she's not a psychopath, like. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> but no, uh, no, it's been. It, it brings you back though to working in a chaotic restaurant. Um, I don't think either of us were ever cooks, but. Restaurant environments are stressful and chaotic, and I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. I've been really struggling to find a new, like, show outlet recently because a lot of the things I've started watching are either tokenizing queer people a little tiny bit or it's like they're slipping queer storylines in, which I think is amazing. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. I'm so glad we have it. It helps the normies. But for those of us who've been living queer for a while, sometimes I'm like, this is just not what I'm looking for. This is not, you know what I mean? This is not the queer representation that I need right now. I need something subversive and weird. Or like, you know what I mean? Like like something something that's going to like push me a little tiny bit out of my comfort yeah, zone. Yeah, there's not a lot of good like TV shows or movies right now that have a lot of queer characters. And you're right, the coming out and like early um being queer thing that is just so common that's such a common storyline as we love coming out stories 
We love young, because there is like um, Heartstopper on Netflix. Yep, and Euphoria is very queer. And yeah, I love Heart. It's Heartstopper. It's so cute. See, but and that's, it that's another, it. Yeah, it's so cute. It is another high school um, coming out. Like, you and know, also just like pretty people. Just so pretty. They're all so pretty. Well, um, I, with this one, they're young enough where. To me, they didn't seem that pretty because they're so young. So they just sure. seem like children. I just, I just airbrushed <laughs> is what I meant. Just like, yeah. like, like flawless skin, which I was like, that was not my skin when I was in eighth grade. Thank right? you very no much. No one's fat and has acne <laughs> and is really sweaty all the time. Right? Like, where's that kid? I mean, <laughs> we were cast much more. We were much more castable in the 90s as long as we didn't tell anybody. Uh, <laughs> <'cause>... <laughs> I know. This is why I've always hated uh, Lord of the Flies is because you know we'd be piggy. Come on. Oh, I know. <laughs> and we're worth more than that. We're worth we more be, than that. We would be murdered. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, at this point in time, <laughs> I would murder them. Uh, <laughs> but I'm that's that's me now. Um, but, no, I, I, I appreciate that, too, because also, with those shows like there's it's important to still have modern coming out stories there are people that come out today that are coming out in a very different world than we came out in they're coming out with different identifiers and different ways of understanding themselves that wasn't represented in coming out stories of our coming of age time so it's really important that they exist i just sometimes when people are like have you watched this i'm like i don't know if my like subvertive queer 33 year old mind is like here in this world right now right um but i think it's i think it's really well made i think it's well acted and like we were trying to watch first kill have you watched that no is that the lesbian vampire? lesbian vampire and it is so after school special with vampires i know um, i actually hearing you describe it is why i was like oh that's just not sound like what i want i was in a mood the day that we were watching it and i was just like i'm not here for this i was like yeah. i was i was trying to give it a chance and i realized that i was in like a weird headspace <laughs> i think what it is is that again I'm not the demographic for a lot of these shows. And that's fine. I don't have to be the demographic for everything. There's a trillion things to watch on every single streaming service. Um, I think a lot of the art that I want to see is art that I have to make. <laughs> I think at this point in time with my weird queer friends who want to make weird queer art. Um, but I'm so happy that we have new representation, different representation. It would be really cool if movies like... Um, Fire Island could be greenlit and produced and like put out in theaters at a time that wasn't Pride when we're oversaturated with queer stuff. So that oh, but I do want to see that. Oh, Have you good. seen oh, that? Oh, it's good. It's very good. Okay. Um, it's also infuriating and frustrating beyond all all all, all <laughs> measure. But we're queer and we're allowed to be like frustrated by the storylines. Um, but it's 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 a really well done movie. It's well acted. Joel Kim Booster is great, and Bowen Yang is awesome, and of course Margaret Cho is there. It's a phenomenal movie, and also it's a it it really like holds up a mirror to like coastal white gays with a lot of money who don't want to let anybody else into their little boys club. 
Um, it's great. I know, Fire Island sounds like this very privileged place to be able to go. Oh, 100%. It sounds wonderful. I mean, Let's it sounds go. fun. Let's not pretend like we wouldn't want to go. It's Let's just... make a Midwest Fire Island. Oh, my goodness. Well, it would probably be on Superior, North Shore. Um... <laughs> well, we were thinking Hayward. We could. <laughs> we're just going to buy 40 acres and, like, make a little village. So... Your comment there actually transitions us perfectly into our tarot card for today. Okay, what's our tarot uh, card? Our tarot card today is the Six of Pentacles, and I'm going to show you this. This is a. I'm actually going to put this one up on the Instagram. This image is gorgeous. Oh, it's like three witches. Yep. They're so lovely, and there's just like moons and stars behind them. They're on a bed of clouds. To be honest with you, it's. Um, they're they're just yeah it's it's stunning stunning and gorgeous oh, um, you've been watching juno birch we videos. saw juno birch live i'll tell you more when? about that in a little bit a couple weeks ago it was great um Ugh. we didn't even know we were going we got the tickets uh we got the tickets as a gift um but the six of pentacles it's interesting that you talk about buying up land creating a village creating a space with your resources for others. Um, I'm going to read aloud from Cassandra Snow's book, Queering the Tarot. That's Link wonderful. below. Um, it's uh, it's really, really, really cool that we... Uh, so here, here's the final paragraph of the first page. Um, this card fits in beautifully with conversations about building community resources and making sure that as a queer community, we are all provided for. Either you have exactly what is needed to provide a resource, amplify voices, or protect people in your community, or you're in need and need to trust that the underground infrastructure that your queer friends are running and contributing to can and will support you. We aren't always going to be happy making investments that pay off only for ourselves, but buying a property we can rent affordably or running a food shelf from will help us make feel truly successful and capable and then uh this card i also always interpret it as we are always stronger together than we are apart is how i think about it and how can you how are the connections that you have in your life already be used to make deeper connections creating a network and just a reminder that nobody really is alone if you're able to reach out just a little bit and also, if you have the capacity to reach out and create something for other people, if you're listening to this right now and that's something you've been thinking about, now is your moment. This is your sign. This is the sign. Go buy that 40 acres. Go buy that 40 acres. I don't quite have the money for that yet. No, no investment banker worth their salt is going to give me any amount of money at this moment. I have, <laughs> I have student loan debt. But <laughs> I did just pay off my card and my credit cards, though, so she's on it. You <laughs> stop it. Let's go on a trip. So, oh, well, we're gonna. <laughs> In September, <laughs> we might record there. It's gonna be great. Um, but it, I, uh, how does that speak to you? Yeah, that sounds really good. And really, imp so um, I was listening to a podcast. You know, I love a good podcast. Oh, my goodness. What's a Yesterday. podcast? <laughs> It's like radio, but you can go anywhere, girl. Mm. Um, so, and they were talking about this kind of queer extermination movement that's coming up in the United States. Mm. Um, people have been trying to deny the existence of trans people forever. Mm. Um, it does seem to be increasing, especially with, like, legislation. Um, 
But then just, like, generalized homophobia and queer hate seems to be either on the rise or just more blatant. Yeah. One thing that always bugs me, though, is a lot of these podcasts, I think, are people who moved to more open-minded and accepting areas, which a lot of queer people do, of course. For sure. But they act like homophobia went away (laughs) sometimes. And I'm like, you don't live in other parts of the country. Like... Homophobia has been alive and well. <laughs> it oh, never went away. Oh, ma'am. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and it's always some very well-meaning, probably white liberal, maybe even a white leftist progressive who just hasn't, again, has not had to live with it. Because even living in a, in, a, in a nice, like, relatively safe space like Minneapolis, I still see it. It's here. Like... Right. Exa- and I think... Anyway, so, but there's just a lot more legislation banning even discussing queer people in schools Mm -hmm. and states, trying to not allow trans kids to participate in sports. It's just, it's really rampant. So, uh, one thing as queer folks we definitely need to do is we need to protect our own communities and form communities. And I think, um, I think COVID has fucked that up for a lot of us because, I know I am struggling with the most extreme depression I've ever had in my life. Um, and that makes it almost impossible <laughs> to form community. Yeah. So it's a, it's a tough time because I, I notice it's not just me. Lots of people are struggling right now with mental health. And that makes it hard to stay connected and form community. And right now is a time when we really need to do that. So it's kind of a tough. Anyway, tell me what you're thinking. No, that's that's 100% like right, right where I'm at. We are we're at a time where creating community is possibly more important than it's ever like been on the surface in our lives. Um, because now we're not dealing with people trying to prevent forward progress necessarily they are but that's not the worst of it they're actually actively trying to take forward progress and move it back way way back like back to when we were in high school back which that's going on 20 years ago right like well (laughs) and like violence too there's a video of a queer person i think from oklahoma um, very upset because a person, I think a man, just went up to them and said, I can't wait till we can start to hunt you, people. And, and, uh, and yeah, how do you I respond mean, to are, that? People are fucking bonkers. And the worst part about it is that they are still technically in the minority, according to polling, according to, you know, blah, blah, blah. But a loud, well-organized community of people ready to that's that's why the nra has been so successful the nra is a small relatively small it's a very small percentage of the united states population who are actually card carrying members of the nra and they make a lot of decisions about a lot of laws in the united states yeah and these republican nut jobs have a lot of political power right now they do well and also they show up they show up to to meetings they 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 lobby they, got they storm. Nothing else going Apparently, on. they got nothing else to worry about. <laughs> um, some of us are just trying to live, Mary. I, you know, but that is that is part of it. Is I think there is a there's a reality settling in. I think for a lot of maybe us middle millennials who have an activist mindset, 
have an understanding that activism makes things work better and also have really spent a lot of the last 10 years feeling very beaten down and defeated by the circumstances we inherited as adults. And we're having to contend with, okay, that happened. We're emotionally exhausted and drained, but we still got to do something. And that's the hard part, is the doing something part. Knowing you have to do something is relatively easy. Actually doing it is tough. And I want to leave space and empathy for how hard it is and also just offer up Again, we have resources down in the uh, down down in the show notes that are relatively they're relatively passive, I will admit, but they're ways to get involved at, at the ground level, entry level ways to just feel like you have contributed something and also to give you avenues to find other other ways to organize, to find community, to discover things you didn't know you could be a part of. Um because sometimes you just don't know until it's put in front of you. So use those. Uh, and I try to add to it as much as possible when I have time. So the list is just getting longer <laughs> every every time we post an episode. So um, And also just remember, you have us. If you want to reach out, you want a story, you have a story you want to tell, something you want us to promote, or you just want to like check in. Or just tell us tell us something that, that that you need somebody to hear. Our email address is down below. It's queermo thequeermocast at gmail.com. So you can always feel free to send us in a little something. So well, uh, Mama, let's check in a little bit. So uh, those of you listening to the pod might not know, but Mama and I haven't had a whole lot of time to connect in the last couple of weeks. Honestly, for almost the last month. So we've been doing a little bit of checking in back and forth but I feel like we've got some we've got some things to check in on so give me give me a little something with something you wanna you wanna get off your chest or just uh, put out there <laughs> oh my gosh you know I don't I don't yeah cause uh, life is just so busy that's the thing we're both very busy life gets very mundane very boring um, and it's hot I am not enjoying the <sighs> summer but you know what I am not a summer person and I hate people who think I should be uh, <laughs> because this what people always say is but we're gonna hate it when it's 20 degrees and I've never hated it <laughs> I, I really wish people wouldn't say that. I love going for walks in the winter. I just I put love, on more clothes. I love cold weather. I, I'm thinking I need to move further north. Well, um, <laughs> saying that, I have a I have a couple of students who live a little farther north, and a couple weeks ago, when we were in one of those heat waves, one of those big big first heat waves we had when it was like a hundred degrees. Ugh. They were wearing fleeces to the lesson because they were like, yeah, it was like 50 degrees here this morning. And I was like, I wish. Um, And I mean, you and I have uh, very, uh, very seriously considered moving to Duluth just a couple weeks ago. We're going to Duluth. (laughs) We're going to live on the hillside overlooking the Lake Superior. It's the most superior lake, really. <laughs> and we're just we're gonna have our little little vegetable garden. It's just gonna be wonderful. I love it there. I mean truly if I if I had my way, honestly I've always wanted to know what Toronto's like. I've I've always wanted yes. to go to Toronto. Um wasn't wasn't there like a music tour that we were gonna try and go I don't Toronto know if Toronto's further north though. What do you, we want we want to get cold, baby. It's true. I mean, 
anything is further north than <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because actually, that's a really, really good question. I, it, it is. It's, it's north of Minnesota, so it would be way north of here. Because I'm in southern Minnesota. I'm I on think the Toronto edge. Toronto is like parallel with Detroit. Is it? Mm-hmm. Oh my I totally be right. <laughs> Honestly, when it comes to a map, my brain, my brain does not. I can't. It doesn't, doesn't hold anything in place. Let's take a look at this map here. I love this. Geography lesson. <laughs> Toronto. That's not how you pronounce it. Toronto. <laughs> that? That's not it either. Um, <clears throat> oh, my goodness. Yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. You're right. Yeah, it's further south. But it us. is, it is uh, in between a lot of the lakes, so I imagine they get the lake effect. So... That might be nice. I know. I think we need to go somewhere further north, How about but Winnipeg? still liberal. Winnipeg. I hear Winnipeg is terrible. Oh, no. <laughs> or how about Montreal? Let's just go to Quebec. Oh, let's do that. We do need to improve our French. I'm trying. I'm trying so hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I... Uh, uh, mon français est très bien. <laughs> but uh i <laughs> every single french listener of which we have none at the moment is like unsubscribe goodbye i uh, don't think so i think we did our nasal vowel pretty good and our huh? french r which mm. is very phlegmy oh my god well i'm feeling very phlegmy right now from all this acid reflux i was telling you about before we got on the <laughs> microphone um I, <laughs> so what about you what's been going on i mean okay so my biggest thing has been I, well, two big things. Number one, I hate when people. Well, then don't get into it. <laughs> I hate when people have big things behind my back. If it's gonna be two, I'm not I can't. I can't. <laughs> the biggest one was I needed to find ways to sort of simplify my my life. I've been working now in like four or five different locations a week, or sometimes yeah, a week, but sometimes two two or three of those in a day, um, and. It's not working. I am exhausted. I have been spending sometimes some some weeks there up until about a month and a half ago. I was teaching 37 direct instruction hours. So that's 37 hours in front of a group or with a student. I was that's way too much teaching on top of also work from home stuff and travel and everything else. I was doing I mean, it was like 60, 65, 70 hour weeks. And I do not glorify or glamorize being busy anymore like I used to. I don't because I don't like it. That's the thing is I don't like it. What ends up happening is I feel like I feel like I'm preparing for famine because I am an independent contractor. I take work when I have it. Mm -hmm. But then what happens is because you're kind of taking it here and there, by the time it all culminates into one big thing, you're looking at your calendar and realizing, oh, God, I've made a terrible mistake Um, or a series of terrible mistakes. But it's too late. You're locked in. You can't really do anything about it. You just have to get through until something lightens up. But honestly, I couldn't wait for something to lighten up anymore. I had to tell two of my jobs. I'm cutting this. I'm cutting this. I'm cutting that. I can't drive out to Mendota Heights anymore. It's too far. Um, I'm actually working on getting rid of my car. So I'm going to really start loving winter. I'm going to have to. (laughs) Um, But I can take the train to my job, which is great. It's a very short bike ride to to the train station. And then it's a very short bike ride from the train station. So I... Don't mind that at all. I just got an e-bike. Um, oh, e-bike. I know. That stands for electronic mail, everyone. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Correo electronico. 
No, I'm trilingual. <laughs> I don't know how to say email in Norwegian or Japanese yet, but <laughs> um, but anyway, so I I'm finally like working on by the end of the summer, I'm not gonna be teaching in person in Mendota Heights anymore. It's too far, it's too much. Um I'm working on getting rid of my car. I am streamlining, so I'm going to give more of my hours to my other studio, and I'm actually working on trying to teach more out of my house because I just – it was too much. I was I, I was too many places, and but then people ask me to do more things, and my natural instinct is to say, sure, I could do that. And the answer is, yeah, I could, but should I? Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Um, I know it's hard to do that, and you worry about like ruining a relationship. Like if someone throws work your way, yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm glad you've been able to downsize a little bit or work your way getting towards like a more simplified life. That's really hard. Well, as of two days ago, I officially have Fridays off, so I now Stop have it. one day off a week, um, an entire it. day off. So by Thursdays at around 7 o'clock, I'm in for the evening, and I don't have any work I have to do until Saturday mornings at 9. It's great. I pop a Zanny, drink a bottle of Merlot, and I'm in for the weekend. Oh, my goodness. Possibly the month. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And and then the other thing is I am just really trucking away on the demo album for the musical I just finished writing. So Inner Demons is complete. The score is done. Um, it is a queer horror comedy musical that is partially devised. So the cast writes the script. Um, they write the dialogue and some of the situations. And then there's just scene beats that get you from scene to scene and song to song. Um, and right now we're working on just having a demo album that we can put out into the world. And so far, the individuals I've sent little snippets to have really liked it. They're interested possibly talking about finding a theater to work with for the 2023 theater season to put it on stage next fall. Um, and that's really been taking up a lot of my time and energy. And honestly, I've been a little resentful that I've had so much other work to do other places that I can't put my time and attention into it the way that I want to. Um, cause the only way that it's going to happen is if I'm the one putting all the time and attention into it. Cause I am a one queer uh workstation at the moment there's no one else i have my i have my singers and they're working very very hard but ultimately the project completion falls upon me so i have to have Have you considered being independently wealthy you know i thought about it and i just realized that um i don't think it's for me um because (laughs) the universe decided (laughs) i always hear about these people who like got rich off of crypto and if we've learned anything from the media that crypto is just getting rich over something they made up uh i i'm so jealous i want that i would just like a hundred thousand dollars just to have some wiggle room i mean at this point in time they can cancel my student loans and i would have a hundred thousand (laughs) dollars basically um so i feel you i hear you i feel you um throw me a bone here um but no anyone knows how we can get rich from crypto just email us um yeah i might not read it i'll I'll forward it on to you yeah forward Uh, it to me you know maybe we donate to a nigerian prince maybe that's how we get oh sure yeah they just need our account so they could transfer the funds Absolutely. Um, that's 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 all we need 
good lord we grew up in a weird time of the internet um do you remember <laughs> when you first got one of those emails as like a middle schooler or a high schooler you got one of those weird forward chain emails or the ones that were like if you don't forward this to five people you're going to die i yeah i didn't get a lot of scams but uh the email chains were and also just the like Remember, if you watch your car at night, you will get raped. So email this to 10 people. And if you don't, it means you're (laughs) (laughs) pro-rape. Those ones were wild because, like, we felt... It, it, it really depends upon the, the sense of moral compass you have and the level of, like, traumatic damage you have from it. Because I feel like a lot of us, like, someone's watching. No one was watching. Who was going to know if we forwarded it? I just remember getting so many emails about sexual violence. And, like, all of the women in my life were like, no, this is... And to be fair, uh, there's a high rate of violence against women. So you know why there's this fear. But I just remember all these emails... And just all the girlfriends in my life being like, oh, yeah, like, I always put my keys in between my fingers yeah. like a knife when I walk to the car. And that's a real fear. I just remember these emails not helping. <laughs> no, absolutely. Well, and and that was the thing. Like, they were just meant to fear monger. And we have, that, yeah. we have that in other places, too. There's YouTube videos that, like, circled around for a while. There's, there, there's, there's a new... A new thing. There's also, like, bots get your number and they text you something really bizarre or weird. Another one I keep getting is, like, hey, we met last week at the club. And I'm, like, no, we didn't. We I know. And I'm getting a lot of spam texts that just say, hey. (laughs) Don't answer it. They're just trying to see if it's a live number. Um, I always send a dick pic. Oh, well, that's that's fine, then. I'm just, like, you up? (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's, oh, my God, manhunter. (laughs) <laughs> hey bro you up i hate it when gay men uh, they, they they feel the need to really perform heterosexuality and it's such a boner killer I even know. that term boner killers <laughs> absolutely no you're just it, i'm it's a vibe killer. You killed the vibe. There's absolutely oh. any amount of attraction I had to you because of your physical nature. Um, it's completely gone the moment you opened up your mouth or typed. I it. know. I don't have sex with someone who calls me their bro. Gross. Ew. What is this? A football team? <laughs> <laughs> or a Mississippi backwoods family? I'm just kidding. Yeah. I might have to cut that. Uh, <laughs> been watching a lot of weird horror recently because it's summertime. Um, lots of, lots of weird 80s shit. Um, but okay. That actually, that kind of, it doesn't really segue us into, uh, some current events corner, but I kind of wanted to, I wanted to talk a little bit about, cause I feel like this is an issue that actually, I think we might be able to have a decent discussion about this. Cause I think we both agree, but I think we'll both have different ways of voicing our agreement on this one. Um, so recently, because of the uh, overturning of Roe v. Wade by the uh, United States Supreme Court, bunch of fucking ghouls. They can Doesn't call. it feel like it's been years? Oh, it like feels it ha- like centuries at this point. Oh, in time. my God. Um, like January 6th now feels like a millennium ago. It's crazy. Oh um, but and we're not even done with that either. One thing at a time. <laughs> OK, so uh, after after that happened there, uh, there became a new 
wedge way of not really talking about the issue. And this is centrist Democrats as much as as right wing Republicans doing the same fucking bullshit. Whenever somebody points out that we don't have to say women, we can say we can include more people in that conversation. Trans people, non-binary people, there are people who do not identify as women's uh, as women's as women who can get pregnant and have a lot at stake with what's happening right now. And when you point that out, when it's a general post, a general post about this is what this overturning will do, it always centers on very white feminist literature. And mm-hmm. it, it erases black women who are like, you're just now becoming afraid of this, right? Like, there's there's plenty of queer people who have like, where have you been? Like, we've been afraid, you know what I mean? Like, so so when we're trying to open up the conversation, there's now all these articles being written like women are being erased. Oh, we can't say the word woman anymore. And I'm like, oh, oh. my god. Like, it's it because it's it's never in good faith, right? It's never like an actual like. I feel like I feel like people are trying to avoid saying the word woman because they're uncomfortable about women. I feel like we could have a conversation about that with somebody who wanted to in good faith have a conversation. These articles, that's not that's not their goal. Their goal is to stir up emotions. Yeah. To get you to click on it, to get you to read, to be outraged, to comment, to share it on Twitter. Bet Midler, please stop sharing things like that on Twitter. Um, <laughs> no. Yeah. And then no. a bunch of people pointed it out to her and she was like, I stand with the LGBTQ community and I just, I felt, I felt a certain way after reading that article. And I'm like, yes. And that's why editors shouldn't allow these articles to be written. Because that's not the point of the article. The point of the article is not to actually have a conversation. So I'm curious. Has that been coming across your feed at all? Or anything that, that, that you've been seeing or hearing? And how do you feel about that? Yeah, absolutely. And I do think it's complicated. Mm-hmm. And here's why it's complicated. Because... I think a lot of people feel that by using more gender-inclusive language, we're erasing how marginalized women are in society and how this has a long history of being, uh, uh, you know, erasing women's liberation. And and so I totally hear that. I For do. Sure. But then on the other side, too... There's a long history of erasing trans and non-binary folks, and um, and gender inclusive language just sh- needs to happen. And it's, it's also accurate. It's accurate. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's just you're you're stating facts. It's not like by 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 not saying women exclusively that women are suddenly being erased. That's the part that really bothers me. I think is the word erased. It's like, oh, honey. You're not being erased. You're marginalized, sure. Yes, women of like, the, I said that with I, I'm 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 talking to the to the article writer here, not people who are actually concerned. When 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 an article like that comes out, again, everything you just said that's true, but then you also have to point out that women's liberation was about more than just white white women, and that is again when people say women are being erased, it's predominantly white feminists from a very specific turfy place coming coming through on that. Absolutely. And I think what people need to realize is that by adopting this inclusion, you're also combining struggles, mm-hmm. which helps your movement and helps your cause. Exactly. And I don't think people realize that. And also, it's just a long history of 
I mean, we've been fighting uh, for people to use they, them pronouns and more um, gender-inclusive language for a long time. And just so many people don't want to budge. But I do think you can acknowledge uh, people's fear of not highlighting uh, that it's a women's issue. I, I acknowledge their anxiety and them, and them not wanting it to be erased. And just somehow... Um, inviting them into the conversation and knowing that gender inclusive language does not erase your struggle. <laughs> exactly. It's it's it, and, and I think that that's sometimes where, like again, like cis het or, or cis cis gay white men for the longest time didn't want to let trans people in. Didn't even really want to let lesbians in, right? Because it was about my struggle. Mm-hmm. This this bubble right here that I'm in, and again. No one's free till we're all free. And if we're only focusing on a very specific facet of feminism, we, we, we miss out on opportunities to actually include everybody and to, like you said, combine struggles in a way that also gets our numbers up. We have more to fight with. When again, six of pentacles. We have more to fight with when we fight together. So stop fighting us on this. Like- right, <laughs> women's issues have always been queer issues. Yes. Right? Homophobia and misogyny are so intertwined and interrelated. Why do queer kids, particularly AMAB queer individuals, glom on to the girls in their class in grade school? Come on now. Our issues are the same. Not the same. They're, they are, they're within the same hemisphere. Like we 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 live in a similar world, and right, and and also too, I don't think gender inclusive language is going to improve until we all use it more and realize how we can improve it. And what I mean by that is, so right now I'm hearing a lot of people with uteruses, people using that terminology, mm-hmm. and I hate that. I really right. do. People with you, some people have hysterectomies, and that still affect like. I don't know a better term necessarily, but I know I don't like people with uteruses. I'm not saying don't use that terminology. That might be the preference for a lot of people. I just know that these terms improve the more we use them. How do you feel about birthing people? Yeah, it's it's just really it's really tough because that focuses on somebody's ability to do something. Well, and that's, and, and, but, but that's, no, that's, that's, that's so true because here's, here's the thing. That's also why, like when, when women are like, this is a women's issue. It's like, there are a lot of women that also can't get pregnant. Right. There are a lot of, and there are a lot of people who don't identify as women who can like, that's, you know, that's that's where there's there's a disconnect here. There's a disconnect in the understanding of the terminology. Right, but I think we would be like, if we heard this more often and people were, but we're just fighting for people to try and use gender-inclusive To just language. acknowledge it, to acknowledge yeah. that it's there and real. And that's, and that's where, where I think, again, like an opinion piece in the Washington Post about, like, and here it comes, women are being erased. I'm like, oh, fuck off. Because that's not helpful. It's not exactly. offering anything to the conversation. It's not actually a back and forth of ideas. You're just sensationalizing something so that you can get people to click on your stupid article. 
Like, which is poorly written and riddled with typos, I'm sure. <laughs> no, it's just, it is. It's it's clickbaity and awful. And then it gets into the public bloodstream and people start thinking, oh my God, my rights are being taken away as a woman, not just because Roe v. Wade was overturned, but now I'm not even allowed to identify as a woman anymore. It's it's like, it's it's hysterical in a way where it's like, why? Why are we trying to drum up hysteria in an issue with people who have historically been told if they have emotions, they're hysterical. Why are women authors writing these articles? Why? <laughs> Why is this happening? And, and it's just, it's a lot. So I agree with you entirely. Terminology is tough and we need to continue to let it learn, like live and grow, but it doesn't live and grow if we don't use it and give it space to grow. Right. Exactly. They them pronouns are really hard for people at first. Um, and you don't get better at it unless you use them. Exactly. Or and, and like tell people like point it out like, hey, my pronouns are they them. That's something that took me a while. I had to be like I had to really fight within and myself. And you have to be in a space where you feel comfortable saying exactly. that. Because let me tell you, that's sometimes a battle you just don't want. <laughs> I'm just to be honest with you the battle is becoming like I'm just I've, I've been in a specific mood recently and my my I'm wearing a button now one of my students um, recently she's four and very sweet she came to her lesson with this button which oh. is a rainbow and it says they them on it and she found it at the library they were giving them away at the library and she and her mom thought it would be cute to bring it to me for for her lesson time and I've been wearing it and so, like there have been a couple of times where I've, like, been talking to someone and just, like, gently tapped it. Like, I don't even have to say anything when I'm, when I'm wearing it. I'm like, hey, it's a big rainbow button with my fucking pronouns on it. Because, <laughs> <laughs> again, like, that's, that's the thing. Our issues are so interconnected and rights being whittled away are rights being whittled away. And that's the thing where I'm like... If there are spaces where people want to talk about it as specifically a women's issue, it's true. Trans and non-binary issues are their own separate issues with their own subset of issues within issues. They're different. This is what we were talking with Jerrica about that night around your fire, about how, like, there are some spaces that people wanted to just be women. And then it's like, well, how do we define women? And then are you really saying people who were born women? And then are there certain elephants or or, or, like elements that make a woman? And which is exactly that line of uh, of questioning that happened um, in front of uh, in in front of that committee. I should find the video um, where that where there was a law expert. Were they asking Katanji Brown Jackson to define No, 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 no. This was another fabulous black woman who, um, I should look her up. Hang on. Um, she's, she's a law expert and she totally shut down a Republican who was trying to like gotcha her into like either saying that, um, women aren't women or that trans people aren't women. Just, 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 just trying to like trap her in any way he could. Um, legal experts you know because and what's interesting is the more you talk about gender the more you realize that it is made up that it's a social construction and it is meaningless oh absolutely but, um, but i don't think republicans always realize that they've been got <laughs> there we go um it was okay so it was 
Senator Josh Hawley um, was, uh, hang on a second here. No, this is the wrong one. God damn it. There's just, the problem is, is that this issue has become so, <laughs> so much of an issue that there's so many articles about it. Um, anyway, I'll have to put it down in the show notes because I can't find it. Because I'm finding a bunch about uh, when when uh, Ketanji Brown Jackson was in front, but they, this was very recent. This happened last week, um, and the problem is my brain is so soupy from all of the things that we are we are hearing about every single day. I can't keep any specific details unless I save the article, and I didn't save this one. But anyway, um, it, she just came right out and said she she was like, no, trans women are women, and also there are many other people who are able and capable of giving birth. And we need to include them in the conversation while we do it. And I was like, everybody else can shut up now. Right? Like, the, mm-hmm. the conversation is over. You can have your, your, your specific beliefs that there are certain spaces where you want to be if you feel like I am talking about myself as a certain identity with other people who identify that way. But in the larger conversation, we're done with just saying women. Okay? Like, I, I feel like she shut that down and she did a great job. And I need Ugh. to find the video so I can post it. And I don't know. Like, like I just, I, I don't want to alienate anybody who feels a certain type of way. It's just, we've gotten to a point now where people's individual identities and individual struggles sometimes prevent them from seeing that there's a wider web. A wider well, world. Well, and to expand it even further, I think we should... Um, make men realize that this is a man's issue. Yes, but this is everyone's issue. This is an everybody issue. Because I think so often men feel like they're not a part of the conversation, and this is not a, let's include men more. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. what I mean is make men realize that outlawing abortion hurts them, and then maybe they would actually do something about it. And, uh-huh. obviously, and so... Because, um, miso- like, misogyny and homophobia, that hurts everybody, right? It creates stricter gender norms it, it, and gender performance. Um, it, it, it does. It hurts everybody in the long run. And so that's a little bit different of a topic. But at the same time, if everyone could realize that this hurts them, well, this would have never happened. But. Well, and that's that's the thing is that for some people because it doesn't directly hurt them, they can't see that it will eventually down the road possibly hurt them. Mm-hmm. And there's also, a, I, I believe Aubrey said it on one of the most recent episodes of Maintenance Phase. Hey, Maintenance Phase. Podcast buddies. <laughs> um, we know that. We don't know them. Um, about how there's a, yeah, there's a whole movement of mostly cis white guys who are like, yeah, let's roll history back about a thousand years. That'd be real good for everybody meaning just them. Um, and not even, because there was no internet. Exactly. And we didn't even <laughs> believe that germs were real. So, <laughs> which, again, if you're, anti, if, if you're anti-COVID vaccine, that might be great for your belief system. I don't know. <laughs> By the way, I found it. I found it. Oh. Law professor Kiara Bridges calls Senator Josh Hawley's question about pregnancy transphobic. And fully, like, he tries to trap her, and it's always Josh Hawley, recently. What a jerk. What a, what a gross, nasty blockhead. And he does have Let's a blockhead. Let's abort him. Oh, if we could. If we only could. <laughs> um, and then uh, what, what she said was, was people with a capacity for pregnancy. 
was what she said. Um, because that those are the people that were impacted by the specific line of questioning. Um, people with the capacity for pregnancy. Um, it's not that other people don't have a dog in that race. It's just when we're talking about the right to an actual abortion, uh-huh. it's the people who are most impacted are the people with the capacity for pregnancy. I know it's not neat and tidy, you know, it's not two syllables, but it's most accurate is what she was pointing out. It's the most accurate right way to talk about this issue. And yeah, uh, he, he, he was like, you've referred to people with a capacity for pregnancy. Would that be women? And she was like, many cisgender women identify with their assigned sex at birth, have the capacity for pregnancy, and many do not. There are also trans men who are capable of pregnancy as well as non-binary people who are capable of pregnancy. And he was like, so this is really a, so this isn't really a women's rights issue. And she was like, this was the thing that I'm like, here's, here's the message. We can recognize that this impacts women while also recognizing that it impacts other groups. Those things are not mutually exclusive. Mic drop. Everybody shut up now. Seriously, we're done. And I think that's at the heart of so many issues is that people worry that including others in the conversation lessens people's focus on how it impacts them. And people just got to stop that shit. Yeah, just, 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 just knock that off. Here's the thing. I want to be empathetic. I want, I want to have the capacity to hold people's hands a little bit more while they're trying to learn. But... The, these are not the people I'm talking about. Not people in power. Not people who are legislating and making laws. Or even people with, like, cultural and social influence. Mm-hmm. Like when Bette Midler and also, I believe it was, like, Macy Gray were, 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 were sending that article around. It's like, when you post this shit, you are people with power. You have the power to sway people's opinions with yours. And sometimes your opinions are based on garbage information. You're not necessarily, some of these people are garbage, but you're not necessarily a garbage person with a misguided opinion on something based on garbage. Right, and you can call someone out um, mm-hmm. and still love them. Absolutely, you know, and a lot of us Obviously, did. we love <laughs> Bette Midler, but, you know, because we've all done it. We've all shared an article that maybe wasn't the best, and we've all held a, an opinion or a belief that we've now changed over time because we've learned more. Absolutely, and... I do think it's tough for people who came up during a specific time, certain waves of feminism and certain waves of social change, where our newer, more open-minded definitions of things can feel like they are being like specifically left out of a conversation that really they're not being left out of. They're just not being centered in the conversation anymore. And again, there are plenty of black women on Twitter and Instagram and other social media spaces who've been like, yeah, white women, um, this whole conversation you're having with each other about how this is suddenly like um, the what's that television series about um, the, the Handmaid's Tale. There we go. This is not <laughs> the Handmaid's Tale was a white story written by white people for white people. This shit has been real for other populations who are not you. And, and that is a huge thing to point out is uh, Roe versus Wade has been overturned logistically in so many places in this country. Like, mm-hmm. abortion has been illegal in a lot of parts of this country for a long time. Absolutely. Or just impossible to access, so basically illegal. Because yeah. because cause that's the, disin- the distinction. That's what I meant. Yeah. yeah. And you were technically correct. I wasn't trying to correct you. <laughs> I was pointing out that the the avenue that they go through is making it so restrictive and difficult that they can basically make it illegal. 
Um, right, because I think like when they required abortion clinics to have hallways that could uh, fit two passings. Yeah, it's like, and I think in Mississippi they had one abortion clinic for a long time, and now I now I think it's done. Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> which is horrible. I only laugh because it's just so depressing. It's terrible. Well, and also, I would like to say this. We're we're impassioned. We're frustrated. We're all tired. And when I tell people to shut the fuck up during, during, during this conversation, I'm not talking to y'all who are actually, like, having good faith conversations. I'm talking to the senator, Senator Josh Hollies. I'm talking to the more moderate white people who are just like, oh, so now suddenly we can't say woman anymore. It's like that. No, like those are the people I'm talking to. I know that's none of y'all. None of y'all are that daft. Um, but what is, uh, do, you, do you know what Minnesota's doing? Is so, abortion illegal there? So Minnesota is one, is the only Midwestern state now that is, that doesn't have a trigger law or isn't planning on, uh, we actually just de-restricted abortion even more last week. Oh, abortion so is you now, can get an abortion there right now. Oh yeah. And you've, You've never not been able to get an abortion here since like the since Roe v. Wade. Like Minnesota well, has been. I hope they're able to. Keep, do you think Minnesota's gonna be able to? Oh yeah. Keep it that way. Like I said, our Supreme Court just unrestricted abortion even more. Okay. They just made it easier to access an abortion. Here's the thing about Minnesota. Wisconsin used to be one of the most progressive northern states in a lot of ways, especially in the Midwest. Here, Wisconsin had very progressive politics throughout the 1800s and the early 1900s. Minnesota is surprisingly a lot more progressive. And again, it's because so many like like progressive people flocked to Minneapolis and St. Paul. And we just have a ton of people living here that push the meter way more left. Oh, my God. Right now, Wisconsin Supreme Court is run by such stupid people. Oh, I know. That I, I don't think <laughs> I mean, I think I don't I can't. They're just terrible. They're the worst. They they agreed to investigate the voter fraud that didn't exist. It's just, it's the dumbest. It's terrible. No, <laughs> so that's it why is. I asked because I'm just I just know Wisconsin is so batshit backwards that. It's just so defeating. Well, our state legislature, which is partially run by Republicans and partially run by Democrats, because we're kind of split down the middle there, um, the, in this two-party system of nightmares that will never end. Um, Ew, how do we get rid of that? <laughs> That's another episode. Uh, that's a whole other episode. We should talk about that, though, because there are some ways. Um, that would be a fun research deep dive. We should um, do it. So let's do it. Let's but, just um, get rid of the two-party system. Let's just do it. Let's just be done with it tomorrow. Yeah. But t- t- today is not good. It's a little late in the day. Tomorrow. Um, but our, our state legislature here in Minnesota just legalized Delta 9 THC when they were actually trying to ban Delta 8. They were trying to do the like CBD like with a little bit of THC. They were trying to ban it and they they so poorly worded and like misunderstood the assignment basically that they ended up like legalizing something instead. Um, yeah. So I look so they legalized THC derived from hemp. Yep. Correct. And let so me tell that's you, basically ditch weed. It is. And let me tell you, <laughs> um, the edibles that I have, which I've only now taken two of, they uh-huh. put me right in the couch. I get a nice little brain, brain, brain <laughs> buzz, a nice little brain high for a little bit, and then I am fully 
zonked and relaxed for at least three to four hours. <laughs> it's well, and I guess like anything, if that's legal now, you can probably they can probably start working on growing strains of hemp to have better mm-hmm. THC. <laughs> We're base, and also it's decriminalized here in Minneapolis. So if you get caught with weed, they can't technically. There's. There's a whole lot of like bylaws. It's marijuana. it's 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 time where I, I cannot believe like I can believe because of what we just talked about for the last 25 minutes that but but I truly honestly also can't believe we're still having the conversation about marijuana. I can't like it's just it's ridiculous like um, because because alcohol is legal if we just want to compare things. Oh, alcohol is legal. <laughs> and alcohol is pretty by by, by all accounts pretty fucking terrible for you. It's um, really bad. I know I just saw online that they're like shocking new study finds that alcohol has zero benefits for young people. And I'm like, who's shocked? When well, you know what it is? It's all this research that said it had antioxidants. But you know what has more antioxidants? Grapes. <laughs> yep. An actual grape. A single grape. Has probably more antioxidants than, like, a full pour of a glass of wine. And I'm not saying don't drink. I'm just saying that all this research dedicated to trying to find benefits, it's like, well, you you can get the same benefits from a salad. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Like, and that's, again, that's maybe a whole other episode because we should actually talk about, like, maybe, you know, like, like not, not, not necessarily, like, addiction, but, like, the way that we think about substances in the United States and also how substances are a huge part of queer culture for better or for worse. Um, cause they really are, but that's, that's another conversation entirely. Like I said, um, so and, I mean, and, and okay. So I don't want to get us too deep into another conversation, but like, we know that now that they've successfully managed to overturn Roe v. Wade, they're, they're coming for it all. Right. They're coming for everything. Um, Whatever they feel like they can get away with, they're going to try. And, I mean, the sodomy laws in Texas, the so- uh, lawsuits in sodomy Texas. Sodomy laws are just bonkers. So what is sodomy? Is that any sex that's not in the vagina? That is pretty much the way it's... I, I, I know it has a deeper definition. Um, I'd have to pull it up. But basically... <laughs> the fact that group of men got together and were like... And also... Man, we know you're freaks. We know you're freaky in the bedroom. Why are you making sodomy illegal? <laughs> I just well, and again, it's 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 a it it's a misnomer. They're basically yeah, trying to control. They're yep. trying to make queer sex, specifically gay sex, illegal. Exactly. They want to be able to jail people they don't enjoy while they still, you know, fuck a hooker. Sex worker, sorry. Fuck <laughs> fuck a sex worker in the ass, you know, down at the motel. <laughs> yeah, because, again, that the, it, it, it comes right back to power. Power begets power. Power protects power. And power doesn't really give a shit about the rules. Exactly. Um, Just like the people in power will always be getting abortions for their mistresses. Exactly. Um, so it's... Uh, and uh, also, once again, as we come to uh, a close on this particular chapter of the abortion discussion, because they will n- it will not be going away anytime soon, obviously. Um, we also have some resources for ways that you can donate to abortion funds, and you can access ways to help people. Be very, very, very cognizant of what you post online about abortion. 
Um, you can you can post infographics. You can do whatever you want. But if there's specific information about ways to help people access by way of traveling through states, by way of just be cognizant that that's public information. You want to be careful about how much you're spreading, how much, how much, how much you're putting front facing, because they're going to find ways to make it illegal to do as many things as they can. In a lot of these states, Missouri is already trying to make it so that you basically cannot help somebody who lives in Missouri directly. So you just you got to be aware of what you're posting and where you're posting it. Um, I'm mostly talking to my like white advocates out there who have a little bit less practice. And that's me included with with protesting and with advocacy. If it's something that requires secrecy. Make sure that you're keeping it secret. Um, you know, it can't be it can't be plastered all over your page. Um, right. And the like, reason I'm saying, if yeah. you're gonna put it on Twitter, make sure it's in Italian. Exactly. Italics. So it's harder to read. That uh, means they're whispering. <laughs> Whisper. No, but it is. It's. I've I've been seeing a lot of posts about that recently from people who have a lot more experience with with like social movements on the ground, and you just want to be careful. You want to be careful what you're putting out there front and center. If you're trying to help people by housing or um, <clears throat> travel. Uh, just you can you can post resources, but direct access to things, you do just want to be careful. So I'll have some resources that are are public resources that are that are easy to access that have ways to get you to deeper things that you need. But remember, just be be aware the internet is not private the way we think it is. <laughs> the internet is not private the way we think it is. What? Um, I know that's so shocking. That's so shocking. (laughs) I know. So, all right. We spent a lot more time talking about that than I expected to. I kind of, but I think I'm glad we did. Um, yeah. Well, I, yeah, I think it's important. I mean, so many issues right now are interconnected. And so it's really hard not to go from like queer issues to Roe versus Wade to be overturned. And then that gets us to marijuana, but marijuana is another law that they just use to like criminalize black people. So exactly. it's just like, it's all and queer people. And it just seems to all be so connected. And that's the thing is that there are individual struggles and we want to be aware of who gets to say what about certain struggles. And that's why, again, it is complicated. We want women to feel like they're allowed to talk about women's issues. That's important. Just like we as queer people want to be able to talk about queer issues. And when we talk about issues that overlap, we want to find ways to overlap them in a way that includes as many people as we can. Um, Because that's how we fight. We fight better together than we do apart. I'm just going to keep thrusting it into the camera. Six of pentacles. (laughs) Pentacles. Resources. Pooling resources. You got that. I got this. They got that. Together, that one individual thing, you as one individual person cannot change the world. Because no one does by themselves. No <sighs> one person who has ever been like lauded for changing the world has ever done it alone. Uh, Except for Mario. Yeah. Well. He's super. He is super. He's and, super Mario. And, and that's not true. We had a lot of friends helping him. And also, <laughs> for the longest time, was 2D. So, I don't, I, I don't... I think that's a great place to end. Because <laughs> I'm starting to think about Super Mario Brothers. And on that note, um, I hope you have a wonderful rest of the week, everybody. Make sure you're drinking your water. You're eating your fiber. And... 
Slancia. Slancia. Oh, beautiful. Uh, but seriously, though, uh, drink your water. It's hot out there. It's hot.